Welcome to Sleep Like a Boss, the podcast by Christine Hansen. Hey, and welcome to this new episode of Sleep Like a Boss. So today I'm going to be a very blunt Christine, as I pretty much always try to be. And we are going to talk about why COVID is messing up our sleep. And it's going to get a little bit dark. So let me give you the backstory very quickly. I was approached by a very prominent cosmetics company as their media expert on sleep. And one of the questions was, why do we have such vivid dreams during COVID? Why do we have issues sleeping? Why are people so stressed maybe? And I did give them a very blunt answer. And I was asked to tone it down a little bit, to make it less depressing, and I did. But I am a very straightforward person. And so I really honestly want to be very straightforward and blunt and honest with you right now. And it's a little bit more of a personal essay maybe than just pure science. But here's the deal. Never have we been confronted with our own mortality in such an extent most of us are, or none of us, pretty much none of us have gone through, or no, that's not true, depending on where you are, have gone through phases where you were confronted with your mortality in such a way. I was going to say in Europe, it's a little bit different because in Europe, the main phases historically were obviously the two world wars where there was death all around in the US, obviously, it's a little bit different because you still were present in war zones. So that is different from us over here. And globally, you know, obviously, there's different scenarios too. But this is an event that you cannot skip because it's everywhere. You cannot escape from it. And ultimately, what COVID means is the potential of dying. It's the potential of catching a virus and either you will die or you will make someone else sick and they will die. This is obviously in a very extreme way of saying things, but it's ultimately where we are going with every article, with every preventive measures. We are counted with a death toll daily, like the, the new, it's like the lottery ticket. So this is how many people we have today. And it's something we as humans don't cope very well with. We in general do not like to be reminded that we are not in control of our death 99% of the time, you know, most of the time. It's the unknown, which we don't like. We just don't deal very well with it. Very often we deal better with bad news than with not knowing at all. And so this is just not knowing where this is going, how this is going to pan out. All this insecurity is draining. It brings out our worst fears. It reminds us of our fragility. It might also trigger our guilt that we are not paying more attention to our immune system and our body. 
And so on top of that, you know, a lot of us have a general still stressful life. So emotionally, this is a lot, a lot to deal with. So there is, it is no surprise that your sleep, especially for those of you who have a more fickle sleep, and you do know that I categorize sleep as a person. Some have a very chillaxed Labrador sleep and some have a Chihuahua sleep that's just more anxious. Those of you, especially those of you who are a little bit more sensitive, will have a harder time with this. And we don't talk enough about this. We don't like to talk about this. Death is not comfortable. It's not something we want to be reminded of. But I do think that it's very, very important to deal with this at some point and to take a couple of decisions that will help you to be happy and that will help you to take action steps to reaffirm that you're actually living a life that you like. Even if anything happened tomorrow, you could say, I've lived a life that I'm proud of or that I don't have regrets on, or at least I tried to change it for the better as soon as I was aware of that, as, as soon as I became self-aware of that. So today I'm going to ask you, I give you, I'm going to give you a little assignment and it's not your sleep theory kind of thing, but it will ultimately help your sleep because it will bring peace. And it is to sit down and have a good talk with yourself about what death means to you. What are you afraid of? What would be your regrets if it happened tomorrow? What can you change today? Just a little thing. I love doing these things while I am on a walk or while I'm in my car, literally talking to myself, but obviously journaling is also an amazing strategy. Or if you have a great friend who you know is not going to judge you on all the weird things that are happening in your head, then that's great too. Or talk to your cat or your dog. They usually listen very well. So this is going to help you to get all of this circus out of your head. It will not leave everything to your sleep to deal with. And I really think that this book can be very, very helpful. Let me know how it goes. I promise you, I'm not judgmental. You can become as gloomy as you want to, but do take an action step at the end just towards that, this is my life and this is the step I can do so that I can assume responsibility for it and knowing that I've done my best. I'm excited to hear what you've been doing. Talk to you soon.